You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus stops the punishment. Jesus stops the punishment is the title of this devotion. You know, punishment is something that comes to each and every one of us where we all of a sudden are having to realize that we do have to give an account and that we are held responsible. And not all punishment is the same. Jeremiah prays in his amazing book and he says, Lord, even at my best, I make a mess of it. Please chastise, correct me, punish me, but not in your wrath, lest I be consumed. It's the King James translation, the Living Bible says, but remember, be gentle. David in his Psalms talks about when he was in the punishment because of the wrong choices he had made and the consequences he faced and how he believed to see God's mercy prevail despite the consequences being so harsh because the choices he made were so bad. So, friends, it did nobody. I, I have experienced punishment in my life and, yeah, I can look back and say, you know, I wish I would have listened and I would have not had to suffer that punishment. I wish I wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have, but okay, I will be wise and learn, learn from it to not let that ever happen again. And if I'm ever reminded, I can say, yeah, you know, that wasn't right, but okay. I paid a high price for making that mistake, but in the, in the heavy punishment of consequences, the Lord was merciful and he helped me and brought me through and yeah, I would never do that again. So, you know, it can work together for good. And Jesus talks about this in, let me read it to you from the Amplified Bible. I wasn't planning to read this, but it just came to my heart where Jesus says in um, in Revelations chapter 3, he says in verse 19, those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten. I discipline and instruct them. So be enthusiastic and in earnest, burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and attitude. So I really believe that that when we endure consequences or suffer punishment, and sometimes we are like David talks about in one of the Psalms, are being punished for things we didn't do. David says in one Psalm, I'm being punished for what I didn't do. I have to repay what I don't owe. And of course, In it, he describes the beautiful heart of our Savior who was punished for our transgressions, not for his own. He was innocent. He who knew no sin became sin for us. 
and he suffered the punishment for us. And there is what I really want to talk to you about because that's where you can go, or I should say this is where you and I can go when we are facing punishment, that we can say, Lord, you paid it all, all to you I owe. And here's where we can find an incredible transformation of heart, incredible transformation of, of nature and character. You see, sometimes one man in the 1800s, I, I read about him, he described that the life that we see from the Master and where we are is so close, and yet there's this pane of glass in between like the item in the shop window you'd love to have it and you're only about a, a foot two feet away from it and yet you can't grab it because the pane of glass is there and what is that glass that glass is our self pride which causes us to be angry when we face consequences resentful accusative condemning and then instead of embracing this grace by which we are healed or freed from the punishment, we, we get bitter. We become ugly inside. And, and, and we hold grudges and we hold charges against people that are deeply rooted in us. And so I think it is so important that we come to Jesus who stops the punishment. We come to Jesus. And I want to go back again to Isaiah chapter 53 with you. I started with you there yesterday, reading at verse 4. Surely he bore our griefs, our pain, and carried our sorrows. The word griefs is that word here, sicknesses and and the word uh, sorrows is the word pain. He carried our sicknesses, our pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement, the punishment for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. You see, Jesus bore the punishment so that he can stop the punishment. And this is much more powerful than you can imagine. And it is, in my opinion, an absolute necessity that every Christian learns this. You see, the point where Christ became one with us in our weaknesses was at the cross. He bore the curse that was against us. We all lived under the curse because we were dead in our sin. That is the curse. And he suffered the pains of death for us so that he could stop the punishment, stop the curse, stop the punishment, stop that which is against us that we cannot free ourselves from. So. It's so essential that each and every one of us experiences this, that Jesus stops the punishment and you begin to partake of the comfort, of the love, of the life, of the mercy by which he offered himself for us, by which he bore the cross for us, by which he died for us. 
He did it for us so that he could stop the punishment. You see, it says here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Oh, how I love these thoughts. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The heavenly father made us accepted to himself in Jesus Christ. In him whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Oh, friends, meditate on those two little verses, Ephesians 1, verse 6 and 7. What an amazing, amazing grace comes into your life when you taste Jesus having stopped the punishment. You see, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which is a statement we find here in Romans chapter 3. And I'll read to you here from the Living Bible. God has now shown us the way to heaven. It's not by us being good enough to go there, but trying to keep his laws. No, it's a new life-giving way, even though it isn't new. He told us about it long ago. But God says that he will accept us and acquit us, declaring us not guilty if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins and we all can be saved the same way by coming to Christ, no matter who we are or what we've been like. Yes, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust Jesus, who in his kindness freely takes away our sin. That's Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 21 from the Living Bible. Oh, my dear friends, to have Jesus stop the punishment changes your nature. All the insecurities that we suffer have their root in that punishment. All the fear of what people would think about us has its root in that punishment. All the the, the temperament tantrums that we can have have their root in that punishment. When you allow Jesus Christ to stop the punishment through his loving grace and indwelling presence and you come to rest inside, you're at peace with God and at peace with yourself. You're grateful for whom the Father has made you in Christ, accepted and well-pleasing in his sight. And you live in what I read to you in Ephesians 1, verse 6 and 7. I am accepted and well-pleasing to my Father. And you live in that acceptance. You live in that loving pleasure of your Father. All those insecurities and fears of what people think or say about you disappears. David says here in all this psalm... I want to read it to you in these different translations because I find it so inspiring. David says here in Psalm 32 in the Living Bible, what happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. You see, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt has to do with what we owe God, what you owe. You have sinned against God. 
and that's guilt. Shame has to do with defilement, with corruption. And you cannot get rid of the shame until you get rid of the guilt. And the guilt can only be taken away through the shedding of blood, the Bible shows us. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. You're guilty, you owe. The debt is paid in the blood of Jesus. That's how he stops the how he stops the punishment because he bore the punishment for us and his blood is the everlasting sign before the Father. The price is paid in full. You can come today, right this moment while you're listening to this devotion and receive this incredible love that stopped the punishment. Jesus stopped it by bearing it for you. Oh, what happiness for those whose guilt is forgiven. What joy when sins are covered. What relief for those who've confessed their sins. And God has cleared their record. Oh, I love that statement. God's cleared my record. I believe in it with all my heart. You see, friends, there is absolutely no freedom from condemnation down here, from guilt down here, from shame down here, unless it's been paid up there. Unless it's been paid at the Father's right hand, you cannot experience it down here. The only reason we experience forgiveness and freedom down here is because Jesus has cleared our record up there. The Bible says, after he come offered himself and fully cleared our record. He sat down at the Father's right hand. Hebrews 1 verse 3. Listen to this. It's the Passion Translation of Psalm 32. How happy and fulfilled are those whose rebellion has been forgiven and those whose sin is covered by blood. How blessed and relieved are those who have confessed their corruption to God. For he wipes their slate clean and removes hypocrisy from their hearts. In other words, deceit. You're not being honest. You're, not, you're constantly trying to act like something you're not inside. Outside you want to look real good, but inside you're full of pain. Because you feel the shame. You feel the punishment inside. You're not free. That's why you hurt others, because you're hurting. And, and you almost get some relief from your hurt if you hurt them. That is so wicked. Oh, let Jesus take away the punishment out of your heart so you can love freely as he loves you. You know, before I confess my sins, verse 3 of Psalm 32 in the past translation, before I confess my sins, I kept it all inside. And my dishonesty devastated my inner life causing my life to be filled with frustration, irresistible anguish and misery. The pain never let up, for your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. My strength was sapped, my inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. Then I finally admitted to you all my sin. Refusing to hide them any longer, I said, my life-giving God... I will openly acknowledge my evil actions and you forgave me. At once the guilt of my sin was washed away and all the pain disappeared. You see, when you're in punishment, you feel pain. 
This is what I've learned through it all. All believers should confess their sins to God and do it every time God has uncovered you in the time of exposing. For if you do this, when sudden storms of life overwhelm, you be kept safe. Lord, you are the secret hiding place, protecting me from these troubles, surrounding me with songs of gladness. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthroughs. Oh, I love this. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthroughs. I heard the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life, and I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eye as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. When you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, His wraparound love will surround you. So, celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is His. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please Him. (laughs) Oh, I could just worship and praise Him right now that we have the Lord, our loving Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, to stop the punishment. Stop the punishment. Come on, this pain you feel inside. And you know, sometimes we carry the punishment of our parents, which is unbiblical. It's unbiblical. I know it said it at one time in the law before they understood the sacrifices. But then when they began to understand the sacrifices and began to learn, no, children are not to bear the punishment of their parents' mistakes. Maybe your dad was in a model and made some real bad choices, but then who, who can sit here today and look at me and say, well, I never made any mistakes. I sure can't. I can't look at you and say, I never made a mistake. But I don't have any pain inside. And I'm not looking to cause pain to somebody else because I still have all this unresolved pain in me. I don't carry my father's mistakes, nor do my children carry my mistakes. No. Jesus stops the punishment. He bore my papa's sins. He bore my sin. I'll never forget. My father had had a horrific stroke and he was completely paralyzed down the right side of his body. Completely. His face, his arm, his leg, it was dead. Everything down the right side was dead. Completely dead. I had never truly seen my father in pain in all my upbringing. I heard about it. I crossed the channel. I went, drove down to the Netherlands and went to the hospital. And there I walked into the hospital room and was my father in the bed there. I had never, ever seen my father ill. I tell you the truth. To see him like that overwhelmed me. It broke me emotionally. And I 
couldn't stop weeping and weeping to see my father like that. And I was weeping and weeping. And when I finally got my emotions together, I said, Pa, how's your arm? And he picked up that lame arm and put it on his belly. He said, yeah, it's a good arm. It's a good arm. He said, oh, son, all is good. God is good. And I said, Pa, can I pray for you? He said, pray, pray. And I laid my hands on him and I cried out my heart to God and I prayed. And when I finished praying, he said to me, I love that song. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Oh, how I wept my heart out before God. I went to the house where my mom lived and I said, Ma, I, I, I can't talk right now. I need to go pray. Can I go in the room there? Can I go pray? And I cried out to God. I cried out to God because I was in such pain. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said to me from Psalm, he gave me this Psalm. He just spoke this Psalm to me. And I looked it up because I didn't know right away what it said. But he gave me this Psalm. It's wonderful how God can use the word to speak to us. Uh, Psalm 17, there it is. Psalm 17, verse 15. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Again, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awaken your likeness. Psalm 17, verse 15. And when I read that, God spoke to me and said, all is well between Papa and me. Oh, how good it is when Jesus stops the punishment. Because then when you face the storms of this life, like David talks about there in Psalm 32, they are not able to confuse you. You're not going to have all these painful doubts. Oh, God doesn't love me anymore. God doesn't care about me. God's not with me. God's... None of those thoughts will be able to penetrate your heart because you're being kept by the love of the Father. All is well between you and me. Jesus paid it all. And you know something, my mother called me the next day because that afternoon I drove back to Britain and, and my mother called me the next day and she said, Papa woke up this morning and was perfectly healed. Jesus healed him. And he walked out of the hospital and the doctor said to him, Johan, you do not realize what you're walking away with. In other words, it's a big miracle that you healed. And you see, friends, we need to let Jesus have access to the deepest pain in our hearts and stop the punishment. For whatever reason that there is this unresolved hurt in you, let Jesus come in and say, Lord, come into my innermost being, into the deepest parts of my nature and where I still suffer punishment, be it for my own failings or others that I carry these pains within myself. Heal my heart. Heal my heart, Lord. And I tell you the truth, the Lord will do it. He will do more than you could dare ask, hope, or pray by His loving grace and power coming inside of you. Amen. Have a good day.